0: Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill. Glad to be back. Missed last week, but it was an excellent, excellent podcast by Grace Guard Dog Steve, who's sitting across the table. Hopefully by God. Hopefully by (laughs) God. You do not want to hear from Bill and Steve today. No, no. You don't want to hear our words. You know what? It's not worth complaining about this is stuff we're going through.
0: We're just no. going
1: through stuff. It's just an even, adversary to the
0: podcast.
1: Yeah. Just. Uh, it's a badge. Badge of honor, yeah. We're yeah. effective. No, but your your emotions go up and down, and you start to question, why am I even doing this? And to be honest, we've, we've faced some frustrations that if we, if we told you, you would go... That's it. Can't get the right Facebook page on. That's that's not hard to to fix. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> it is for us apparently.
1: It is for us. Two years and we can't get what we want to get.
0: Yeah. Still haven't changed the intro to the podcast. Never put We're an outro on there. Trying. We we've got them actually made. I just can't figure out how to edit them in to the podcast that we make
1: it's the definition of futility I guess is the best word yeah if you looked up futility and there was a picture it would be the guardians of grace podcast yes in yes. the web page that goes with it yes and the adversary against us that's for sure but all that said God is good yes he's given us some insight as we go we got a question on John 3.16 four weeks ago, and we said, well, everyone knows John 3.16, but there's a few angles we never really hear taught, like John 3.17 never gets read with John 3.16, and so we spent three podcasts covering that, and one thing I thought Steve and I were just kind of amazed by was how... Jesus introduces the subject to a man that should actually come to that conclusion himself, that you must be born again. That was the purpose of the law, to get you to the end of yourself, and so that you would turn to God. And especially
0: with the prophecies in Ezekiel, that I will put my spirit within you. In Jesus saying, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You'd think Nicodemus would go, "Oh, the fulfillment That's of that, that prophecy means. is starting," but doesn't well, seem like he did. He didn't pick up that born from above would be the same as I'll put my Spirit in you, which is exactly what Paul is talking about in in First Corinthians one, two, and three, maybe, namely. Uh, Chapter 2, Paul is is saying that we did not receive the Spirit of the world, but we received the Spirit from God, so we may know all the things that are freely Freely given given to us. And then after telling us that we received the Spirit that is from God, Paul goes into an analogy about the Spirit, spiritual man and the natural man, and I think it is worth looking at there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where he says, who knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man? No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. And we speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words, then it really brings clarity, and this would be be in relation to John 3.16, but it says, the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually figured out, but he who is spiritual discerns all these things and doesn't need anybody's approval for who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him but we have the mind of Christ you see how it was saying their foolishness to the to to the natural man and he's going natural man spiritual man natural man spiritual man natural man can't receive this stuff spiritual man can Natural man can't understand these things. Spiritual man can understand these things. Well, that is what he says
1: in chapter 1 as well. The spirit doesn't operate that way, but our natural minds do not grasp this grace concept of freely given, unearned given something that you don't earn is is a is something only the Spirit can reveal to you yeah. and it could not reveal it to Nicodemus it was yeah. still stuck on cause and effect
0: yeah and, and the point being is that he's talking about the natural man and the spiritual man something we as Christians have to learn that Jesus spoke a lot about him and that there's many different illustrations of the natural man or the spiritual man, like the good tree, the bad tree, the sheep, the goats, on and on, wisdom from above, wisdom from below. Those are all illustrations of the spiritual man and the natural man, and that's exactly what he does in chapter one when he says, for the word of the cross to those who are perishing is foolishness, but to those who are being saved it is the power of God. Okay, Here so he says two. the perishing man He's and the three. eternal life man. The man who is perishing says they're foolishness to him. Isn't that the exact same illustration that God, you, Paul used in chapter 2 when he says these things of the Spirit of God are foolishness to the natural man. See, one time he says they're foolishness to the perishing man. One time they're foolish to the natural man. To the one who has eternal life, which is the spiritual man, they're easily understood. But to the man who is perishing, the nature who is perishing. You see, it breaks down into two natures. The nature that is perishing does not accept these things. They're foolishness. And the nature that is perishing can't understand these truths. But the nature that lives forever, the spiritual nature, is the one that grasps these truths, like Nicodemus, should have been grasping these truths, because that is what Jesus told him in John 3:16 about the perishing man and the eternal man. Two natures is what Jesus is talking about to Nicodemus. And I think Think after we've seen how clear it is here in 1 Corinthians that he's talking about the natural man, the spiritual man, the perishing man, the the eternal man, or the man being saved. Two illustrations for these two natures. It becomes obvious to see that in John three sixteen we're talking about those two natures as well. And I in think in one man,
1: in one man. But Nicodemus had not yet been born again because Jesus had not died. So he's only has one nature that he's trying to process in. And it bears out what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.18 because Nicodemus was considering it foolishness. You can tell by his sarcastic comments that he makes when Jesus said, you must be born again. Exactly. Oh, oh, Jesus, I guess I should go back into my mother's womb and come out again?
0: Yes. So Nicodemus is manifesting the man who is perishing, not the man who lives forever. The nature who is perishing, not the nature that lives
1: forever. Great word. I think... Manifesting is a great word to, to explain...
0: Yes, I think we should go back to John 3 armed with the revelation and the new lens that 1 Corinthians 1, 2, and 3 has given us. So
1: within the one person, Nicodemus or Paul, if you want to go use Paul as a reference. Or any of us. Or any of us. There is two births, a natural man birth, and then a spiritual man birth.
0: That's what Jesus said. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and spirit gives birth to spirit. He couldn't have been more clear.
1: Without the spiritual birth, you only have the natural man who's also the man that is perishing, and it's perishing ongoing. He's he's dying. It's the curse. Be- dying, he shall die. present
0: tense, continuing to believe.
1: When you go by perishables at the grocery store, it, it doesn't mean you're buying something that's rotten. It, it means if you leave it in your refrigerator more than a month, it's going to be rotten. So, Great
0: analogy. Great analogy.
1: So, the natural man is perishing. The natural man does not understand the things of God. They're foolishness to him.
0: He is a perishable.
1: Jesus. Nicodemus proved that the natural man did not receive the things of God. They were foolishness to him. He basically mocked Jesus and said
0: Yeah, that's stupid. Right. Can a man go back man. in his mother's...
1: And so Paul says that, that there is this natural man and a spiritual man. Adam and Christ. And you must be born again because without being born again you don't have the mind of the spirit yet. And it's the The mind of the spirit understands grace. Paul calls it the things freely given to us. The natural man only understands cause and effect religion. He only understands if I do good, I get good from God. If I do good, God lets me live forever in the kingdom. If I do good, I get a life that's from God. He he sort of understood these concepts, but he... He was not able to discern them. Mm. And that's why Jesus said, you must, you must be born again. You, you must, must get,
0: get this spirit in it. you. The spirit yes. of the covenant, I said, you must get that spirit in you. And the only reason we know so much about it is because the epistles are so saturated with the idea of the man in the spirit. Or the man in the flesh, the man who walks in darkness, that's the man in the flesh. The man who walks in light, that's the man of the spirit. Synonymously, it goes on and on. Wisdom from below, wisdom wisdom from 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 above. above. And it describes wisdom from below. Earthly, natural, there's the word natural, natural. and demonic. That's why Jesus could say in John chapter 6, you are of the Father... The devil, you are of your father, the devil, right after he says, your father is Abraham. Because genealogically speaking, their father was Abraham. But when you're talking about the two natures, which it proves Jesus could clearly see in John chapter 6, he says, your father is of the devil, meaning I'm speaking to that perishing nature.
1: And it was imperative that Jesus went to the cross first before any of this could be revealed by the Spirit. Otherwise, you would have Adam living forever with this knowledge of good and evil, this knowledge of cause and effect on his mind all the time. And that's no way to live. That's
0: death. But with that in mind, with the thoughts we just spoke about and the thoughts that were so clearly brought out in these epistles. Let's look at John 3,
1: 16 again. And one more thing. Yes. We're talking about one person here. Not, yes. And we'll get into 1 Corinthians 3 where it brings that out, that it's one person acting in either nature. Yes. But keep in mind, it's one person we're talking about.
0: Yes. Here. Yes. Okay. So let me read what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. The Son of Man must be lifted up that whoever believes may in the Son of Man have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever is continually, moment by moment, believing in the Son of Man should not perish, but have eternal life, or experience eternal life. Because to have eternal life, in John seventeen three, Jesus defined as experiencing God. What I'm trying to say is, Jesus is telling Nicodemus, if you're believing continually, moment by moment, It is because you are experiencing eternal life and when you are not believing you are experiencing what 1st Corinthians 3 said was the natural man the spiritual man the natural man the spiritual man 1st Corinthians 2 said the perishing man the man who's being saved the perishing man the man who's being saved John chapter 3 The one who is believing is experiencing eternal life, and he is not experiencing the perishing man. He is not perishing. He is experiencing the spirit that lives forever. If he were to show himself to not be believing, he would be experiencing the perishing man or. As 1
1: Corinthians 3 said, the natural man, or. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says, I wanted to address you as spiritual because now you have this spirit life, but I couldn't. I had to address you as carnal. You needed milk and not solid food. So when we get into chapter 3, he's talking about it's possible. For a born again person to be fleshly minded, remember the the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The mind of the flesh is death.
0: Oh, that's so good. The mind of the flesh is death, perishable. A perishable. The mind of the flesh is a perishable.
1: The mind of the flesh is perishable. Paul's the apostle. Paul, the guy that is teaching this, even proved this out in Romans seven when he says. The law is spiritual, but I am carnal. Same word he uses in First Corinthians 3. He says, I wanted to address you as spiritual, but you're carnal. So Paul says... Which oh. means nat- human. It means naturally minded. Yes. So you have the natural man and the spirit man. They can both manifest themselves. And when the natural man manifests itself... You have the Romans seven. I don't understand what I do. No understanding of why I'm doing it, and I don't understand the God. Should, should I read
0: chapter three, the first yes. three verses? Okay, okay, okay. First Corinthians chapter three, and let me just say that we are talking in First Corinthians chapter three about one person with two mindsets, Correct. one person with two natures. And he said, I could not speak to you as spiritual, which would be the spiritual man or the non-perishing man or the man who's being saved or the man who has eternal life. I couldn't speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men of human nature, as to babes in Christ, I gave you milk to drink not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. Remember, the natural man doesn't believe these things. The spiritual man does. Remember, the perishing man thinks these things are foolish, but the man being saved believes these things. In John chapter 3, the man who is continuing to believe is experiencing the spiritual man the man who is not believing is experiencing the perishable man that is why he said you're not able to receive it you can't receive these things because i can tell that you're experiencing the natural man the perishable man that's why he he goes on to say I can tell it because there's jealousy among you. And since there's jealousy, are you not acting human? Are you not walking as mere men? Like the natural man? Like the walk? natural man. He says you're, you're walking like a human being would walk. You're not believing what I tell you right now. That's what the whole issue is. He's saying you're not believing what I'm telling you now. And that's the thing in John chapter 3. Those who are believing are experiencing eternal life. And those who are not believing are manifesting
1: the perishable man. So you're saying, Steve, he's not saying you don't have the spirit. He's saying you're not relying on the spirit that you have. And And you're not relying on the things that are freely given to you that you have. You're just not utilizing them. You're still depending on your... Intellect. Your intellect, yeah. Yes. Not learning what he said in 1 Corinthians 1, where is the wise man, the scribe, the debater. But he didn't reveal it to smart people. He revealed it to the foolish because they would receive it. They wouldn't have the confidence in the flesh that... A scholarly person try explaining this stuff to a scholarly person. They'll just scoff at you.
0: They'll ridicule you. They'll put you down. It, 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 It's—it's—I've I've had it really happen. rude. Yeah, they'll just break rude on you.
1: It's good to be not considered so smart sometimes. Yes, you get a lot of things revealed to you. But anyway, I—I I broke your train of thought. You were saying these Corinthians who have the spirit one person has the spirit and of course they're born naturally they had to be born naturally but they're also born again and they have the spirit so you could just say it's just dormant I guess is another word to say or Mm -hmm. it's not being utilized inoperative yeah it's of no value to you and they're not experiencing it
0: which is what we should be, as 21st century Christians, addicted to experiencing God and feeling Him using us and wanting to be the vessels that He uses and giving Him the credit for using us as vessels and saying, it wasn't me doing it, but it was you, which is what Jesus went on to tell Nicodemus about he said I'm making a judgment that you loved your human performance better than you loved me in you doing it and the guys that practice the truth that say it's you in me doing it like Paul said By the grace of God I am what I am and this grace towards me was not in vain because I labored harder than all the rest but it wasn't me laboring, it was the grace of God in me laboring. He wasn't taking the credit. He was practicing the truth and he would come running to the light because he knows he wouldn't be embarrassed for being wrong about who was the source of these good accomplishments. He'd come running to the light because he knows what he stored up as treasures in heaven would make it through the fire. Isn't
1: that what he's getting ready to say in 1 Corinthians 3, the exact same judgment that Jesus told Nicodemus about? Yes, expound. Well, let Paul say it himself. Okay. Okay, let me
0: keep reading The same chapter that we were just reading where in chapter two, he says, you have the mind of Christ, but I couldn't address you as spiritual. I had to address you as human because you were manifesting the human nature. You were walking like mere men. Then he goes on to say, because you were saying that I follow Paul and some people say I follow Peter and Paul says you, you know what? It doesn't matter about it's God who causes the growth, you guys. And then he says, as a wise master builder, be I say to you, be careful how you build upon the foundation. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If you build upon the foundation with gold and silver and precious stones or wood, hay and straw, each man's work will become evident on that day because the day will bring it to light because the fire will test the sort of each man's work and if you build upon it with human effort, it's wood, hay and stubble and you suffer loss. If you build on it through Christ, you're doing fine jewelry and you suffer, you you reap reward.
1: What about the carnal Christian? What happens to him? He is
0: saved. It says, but he, it says if any man's work is burned up, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved as yet through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? He's given you a big hint. Don't you know that you are the spiritual man? Don't you believe these things? The man who is continually believing is not the perishable man. He is the man who lives forever. He is not the natural man. He is the man who is spiritual. On and on with these illustrations of the two men that come through
1: the same tongue. So, let's just go over slowly. Okay. There's no other foundation that can be laid but the one that was already laid. So, what do we have to do with laying the foundation? I would say absolutely nothing. Zip Zero nana. Zip Zero Nana. Jesus is the cornerstone. He's the foundation. He's the rock-solid platform to build on. So everything is going to be built on the same power that the foundation is. They have to be the works of Jesus. The things Jesus is doing in us. The things that the Spirit of Christ is doing in us. Doing those things only comes from the mind of the Spirit of Christ is in us. Being reminded of these these things. And the best way to to do the works of the Spirit is not to rely on your human effort. That's why basket cases like me have a big advantage. I know I'm not going to do anything for God. I know I can't do anything for God. So I'm desperately going to depend on the Spirit to do anything.
0: And he's doing amazing
1: things through you, Bill. I want you to know that. I feel the same way towards you, Steve. This podcast has to be a work of the Spirit. And I'll get back to the, the foundation. So the foundation is Jesus Christ. Building on it has to be done by relying on the Spirit. Relying on the Spirit, he calls silver, gold, and costly stone, all those are things that don't perish. Correct? Non-perishables. If you're relying on what he calls the natural man, and this is one person, right? He he says that. One person. Right, right. He said, I couldn't address
0: you as spiritual, but I'm addressing you as natural.
1: Right after he said, you... Have the mind of Christ. He Right. He starts First Corinthians 2. Mm-hmm. Just to review is natural natural man, spiritual man. Things of the spirit, things of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Then he says, you have the spirit, but you're acting like mere you don't, men. You're acting like mere men. You're acting like, in the natural. Like you're not believing or something. Like you're not believing. You're still either relying on your yourself." I think it's time for a Galatians 3 warning. Oh,
0: oh, you foolish Galatians. After beginning in the Spirit, are you now trying to attain the
1: goal by human effort? Could we say it this way? After laying a foundation of the Spirit, are you now building on it with wood, hay, and stubble?
0: Yes. Are you so foolish? Yes. Yes. After believing, are you now perishing? After believing, are you now perishing? Correct. Do you remember, James, there's salt water and fresh water, but they both use the same tongue. See, there, the two natures that both use the same tongue are being illustrated as salt and fresh water, And it says, but they don't come from the same source. So
1: the issue of born again is settled. That happened on Pentecost, and people are being born again. And some people obviously are not born again yet. But the ones that are born again can act just like someone that, like Nicodemus, who didn't have the Spirit.
0: What about when Jesus said to Peter, after Peter said, you're the Son of God? He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, But my Father in heaven, heaven, who is a spirit, the spirit Spirit revealed this this. to you, Peter, not your flesh and blood, not your human enslave. Do you remember in John chapter one where it says, and you're born again, not of the will of man, not of the will of the human nature, but the will of God. I think it's 127 or so.
1: Yeah, just to say that, Peter's had that revelation given by God, and he's a fisherman. Nicodemus is a guy that studied the oh, Bible. good point. He had categorical doctrine. Yes, he did. He had fence laws on top of the 613 yes, laws. Yes, he did. he did. He used fence laws. They fenced to off keep the whole city. <laughs> and he didn't get the revelation. He did not. Because flesh and blood does not receive the things of God. No. Only the Spirit could reveal that to Nicodemus, and it didn't, because he didn't have the Spirit. But Peter gets a revelation and says, you are the Son of God. Yes. And, and, and he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Isn't that what 1 Corinthians 3 is about? This rock, this foundation, build on it with what? The, Son, well, the works of the Son of God not your own human effort. Right, and you can't understand anything about your
0: own human effort versus works of the Spirit, dead works versus living works. That's another illustration of flesh versus Spirit.
1: No, because we're talking about Joe and Jeff instead of Joe and Christ and Joe and the natural
0: mind. Exactly, exactly. I thought, for how, how many years was it, Bill, that we thought... Joe was the good man and John was the evil man instead of understanding Joe was
1: perishing and John was being was gonna get go to heaven.
0: Yes, yes. Remember how we thought that until our mentor put us on the idea and made us study flesh and spirit for I know seven, eight years. And we thought it was so redundant, but I remember by little, going to
1: people with Romans seven. I, I actually heard people say I just stay away from Roman seven. I did too. It uh, just I've got a testimony about that. It ties my doctrine in knots. I can't explain explain it with my doctrine. Well what were you gonna say? Paul Bush I and I went
0: to a Bill Gothard seminar, which dates me. You know how many years that <laughs> that was, Bill Gothard seminars. And Bill said, I think Would Madonna you purpose- came out with her
1: first album
0: <laughs> Yeah I think she was a child Back then But he said Would you purpose to memorize Romans chapter 6, 7 and 8 It'll unveil the whole Bible To you And Paul and I raised our hands And every week we memorized a new chapter For a year or more Yeah, And when we got to Romans 7, 14 Paul said I don't want to memorize this rest. I do what I don't want to do. I don't do what I do want to do. He says, he said, that's just a negative confession to me. I'm not going to memorize it. I went ahead and memorized it and it opened my eyes to the idea of the human nature versus the spiritual nature, because that's what Romans 7, 14 to the end of the chapter was talking about what it's like to be
1: in the human nature. He just says the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. It's of flesh. Of flesh. The same things he says, I couldn't address you as spiritual, but carnal. Says the same thing to them that he said to him in his testimony about himself. So, and I think it's
0: time for me to, to give an il- illustration that we so redundantly do with Guardians of Grace. But the word flesh or carnal, it comes from the Greek word sarx or sarkukus. And the Bible can either translate it literally, like from Greek to English, and it would use the word flesh all the way through the Bible. If you're trying to give it meaning for meaning, like the NIV does, the NIV, in, in other words, Galatians 3.3, 3, would be are you so foolish after beginning with the spirit are you now trying to attain the goal by the flesh in the NAS in the NIV it would be are you so foolish are you now trying to attain the goal by human effort because that word sarts can mean skin on your body it can mean meat under the skin it can mean all of humanity and it can mean the nature of Adam or the human nature which it's, is the way it's used most of the time in the epistles. So every so often we, we just come out and say that. About,
1: if you're a King James only, you might miss that. Yes. And that's why I'm, I had no problem with a hundred different translations. Uh, no. Everything if it helps you understand it a little more precise, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm not big
0: on paraphrases, but, no, but I like, as long as it's a
1: translation, we're doing okay. We could say that I wanted to address you as spiritual, but you're still not depending on the spirit. You're depending on your human effort. You could say that that's yes. the way he addressed the Corinthians. I wanted to address you as having eternal
0: life, but I had to address you as perishing. Because I'm talking about your natures I'm addressing you according to the nature You're manifesting But because of such an in-depth look At the two natures Throughout the epistles and the gospels Bill and I can see what 1 John chapter 3 is relating to Especially when the verb tense is continual Minute by minute John chapter 3 Yeah, I'm sorry What did I say? First John. John. Okay, yeah. Yeah, John
1: chapter 3. But hopefully... So it's the same judgment, too. It's it's not the person being judged. The person, to be truthful, was put on the cross. Yes. That's why he says, unless I be lifted up, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw them into myself. But he said, just as Moses lifted the serpent up, he did that so you can see that the issue of sin is settled. Yes. It's not an issue of sin. There's not a judgment for sin coming up. He the saved judgment from is that. Right. The judgment is basically, could you say, the judgment is did you depend on the spirit or did you still depend on the flesh or human effort?
0: That's the extent of the new covenant judgment. That's the extent of it.
1: And John 3 and 1 Corinthians 3, those two judgments pretty much identical Identical. the way they're they're, identical. And I hope
0: we brought that out so it gives you something at least to ponder at least to ponder that there's an alternative view of John 3, 16 and 17 and that it did meticulously line up with the Greek original language what we were talking about and it does line up with the, the rest of John where he, he says eternal life is experiencing God and it, it lines up with a lot of things in a lot of ways so we, we ask just pray about it and see which way the Lord leads you do you want to
1: close us in prayer? yeah Father God thank you for putting those words in our mouth I found it very challenging to, to try and explain John 3, but you gave us 1 Corinthians 3, 1, 2, and 3 to help us explain just those two verses in John 3. And I pray that that would bring great peace to every Christian out there that listens to the podcast and every Christian that listens to the podcast and tells it to a friend about this judgment and I just pray that even if they don't listen to this podcast, I just pray that this would get out because it brings such peace. We're in Christ and Christ is in us. He is the hope of glory. And it helps us just to, to relax and trust. It's easy to trust in something that's reliable. And I pray that you can keep teaching us that your spirit is completely reliable. It's completely Completely worthy of being dependent on and that our human effort is completely unreliable and completely unworthy of being dependent on and that's it that's the ticket in jesus name amen good night you guys love you guys good night